0: This This is the
1: the Game Game of Roses.
0: Roses.
1: Welcome Welcome to the Game Game of Roses. Roses. Welcome to Game of Roses. This is Pace Case.
0: This is Bachelor Clues? Yes, that's right. It's me. And...
1: Are you unsure of your name?
0: (laughs) I'm unsure of everything. I'm unsure of the fabric of reality at this point because of all the UFO documents that have been coming out recently. But we're not here to talk about that. That's right. We're here to talk about something very different. In fact, today is going to be our last Tuesday episode before we start getting into Charity Lawson's incoming rookies. That's right. Next Tuesday, we're going to cut through the first half of all of Charity Lawson's guys. Look at their Instagrams. Break it down. Cut
1: through the first half.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Or not. There's not a first half because there's only 25 guys this season. Did you know that?
1: Intimate.
0: Back to basics. That's what they did in the first couple of seasons of our beloved game. So we're going to go through either 12 or 13 of them, depending of their Instagrams.
1: Maybe they're getting rid of the racism scandals preseason now.
0: <laughs> and there's like five to seven of them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but anyway, over the next couple of weeks, we're going to be going through all of their uh, Instagram accounts leading into the June 26th premiere of Trudy Lawson season. But today we have something very different. Today we are going back to the past. We did an episode in 2021, in which we made a bunch of predictions about where we think The Bachelor is going to be five years from 2021. That would obviously be 2026. So this is kind of a, uh, almost a halfway point. We just wanted to check in with where we are on some of these predictions.
1: Do we need to put things back on the right track to be there by 2026? Honestly, I don't even remember making this episode. So, <laughs> very curious what is about to happen. I don't
0: either, but uh yeah. I have gone through and listened to some of these predictions and some of them, I think, I don't know. I Maybe maybe they'll still happen, but some of them, I think, are blown. I think some of these predictions are blown. <laughs> yeah, Some of them are blown.
1: Well, you know, we can't all be winners. We can't be moneyballed 100% of the time.
0: No, that's true. But uh, we're going to play for you now some clips from this old episode, and then we are going to address our accuracy or lack thereof with some of these predictions. Are you ready, Pace Case? It's a clip show. Yeah. Yes. All right, here we go. Here's the first clip. (laughs) As you know, from time to time on this program, we make predictions. And as you know, 100% of them are always accurate. Today, we have an entire episode, an hour's worth of predictions about what is going to happen to our beloved game in the next five years. These are going to be very specific predictions. And they are going to be extremely accurate. So if you want to know what you can be looking forward to in the next five years of your life as a fan of The Bachelor, of our beloved game, this episode is going to tell you exactly what those things will be.
1: You might be thinking, clues, paste case, how could you possibly know? But like many futurists, time cops, etc. We're just following basic pattern recognition to know exactly when these things are going to happen.
0: Did we predict Dale Moss was going to win his season by just looking at his Instagram? Yes. Yeah, we did. Did we predict Matt James was going to be the first Black Bachelor six months before it happened? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Did we predict Katie Thurston was going to be the next Bachelorette by just looking at her Instagram?
1: Uh, Yeah, I think we did that one too.
0: So now we're about to predict a whole host of other events that are going to take place in the next five years within our beloved game. This is a segment that we have done a few times in the main show, but never a full episode. This is...
1: Game of Roses Predictions.
0: Okay, so that was just a little...
1: Is it possible that you sound younger? (laughs) Now? In the recording, in the clips.
0: I was younger, yeah. Yeah. A couple years ago.
1: Sound youthful.
0: But uh you heard there, laid out in the beginning of that episode, a couple of our predictions that we have made that did come true. Katie Thurston, Matt James, Dale Moss. And uh you heard me essentially boasting about how all of our predictions are 100% accurate. Now you're going to hear some of them, though.
1: Yeah, you did say 100%. Yeah,
0: that's already not true. That's already wrong. Ooh.
1: I don't know if we're going to hit that. because <laughs> I don't even know what's in here.
0: We are definitely not going to hit that. But um We
1: need to do it more, though. My stinger is so good. It's sultry.
0: I agree. It was great. So... That's how we opened that episode. So now let's get into it. This is the first prediction that we made. Here we go. But our first prediction is that within the next five years, we are going to see a shift to year-round Bachelor. 2021 is going to prove to be very lucrative for Warner Brothers, ABC, and NZK with back-to-back seasons of The Bachelorette almost back-to-back. There will be a paradise inserted in between them. But this is going to continue. 2022, we are going to see two bachelors because this model is going to work and they're going to be like, well, okay, now what are we going to do? We got to keep this rolling. And then 2023, we'll see two bachelorettes and some version of that pattern is going to continue on year after year. What's more, bachelor spinoffs, like the upcoming elderly dating show, will start to pop up on streaming services. In fact, every streaming service is probably going to have a Bachelor Universe show just like Marvel did before Disney Plus came out. There might be a college Bachelor. There are going to be Bachelor crossovers into other industries like we saw them try to do with Listen to Your Heart. And as bachelor a result...
1: athletes. Bachelor artists.
0: Bachelor Tattoo Artists, Ink Master Meets Bachelor. That's a show I'd fucking watch till (laughs) doomsday. That would be my favorite show.
1: (laughs) Fashion Designers, and it's only women and gay men
0: fashion designers. We can have drag contest bachelor. It basically is just inserting the bachelor Mm. dating game pattern over any show that already exists. That is a competition show in some thing. You can have cake baker bachelors. You can have, I mean, it's endless. It's literally (laughs) fucking endless. This is pretty interesting. (laughs)
1: We're
0: getting some of these, right? Yes. Some a little wrong. Some a little right. Now we are in 2023. So 2022, saw the Double Bachelorette in season 19. Not Double Bachelorette shows, and there wasn't a Double Bachelor that year. But now 2023...
1: Yeah, still haven't seen any Double Bachelor.
0: We're seeing it this year. The Golden Bachelor. That's the second Bachelor this year. That guy will be a Bachelor.
1: Okay. Well, I would count that in Bachelor year-round.
0: Exactly. We're getting closer to it. We're getting it. It's starting to become true. We were a little off by saying that... Uh, there would be a Bachelor show on every streaming service. <laughs> a little off. But what we are seeing, what was right about that is, we are seeing the progeny of the Bachelor franchise in every other streaming service. Netflix is flooded with kinetic content uh, Bachelor-style shows. Love is Blind is popping off. Perfect Match. You've now got Ultimatum. You are seeing things like Fuckboy Island on uh, HBO Max, I almost said, but on Max. <laughs> God, I still hate it.
1: Constant dating game shows are appearing on streamers. Bachelor would have been smart if they had been a part of it.
0: Yeah. And we even referenced The Golden Bachelor being a success here, which I I think it is. I think it's going to be the biggest Bachelor show this year. I think its ratings will eclipse even the regular Bachelor and Bachelorette.
1: Game of Roses. Prediction.
0: Yeah, I'm making a prediction on top of this prediction. I just think it's going to be...
1: Live prediction.
0: People will be too curious not to check it out, in my opinion.
1: I mean, you got to watch the first episode, at least. Will they retain? Yes. I don't know.
0: I think they will. But this is an interesting prediction. We got some things a little off, but I think the the seed of this prediction, year-round Bachelor is still basically there. I mean, I'm telling you, we've had a a little two-month off period here between Bachelor and Bachelorette. Then it's going to be Bachelorette, Bachelor in Paradise, Golden Bachelor, just bam, 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 kind of overlapping each other.
1: And love is blind.
0: And love is blind. If you want to count that as part of this...
1: What are we going to cover? We still don't know. (laughs) I'm going to
0: cover it all, pal.
1: Clues is covering it all regardless. (laughs) Yeah. I have
0: to. I have no choice. But... um. I think this prediction was like, it's not 100%, but it's in spirit, it's 100% accurate. And we're not at five years out yet.
1: I would say the vibe is 95% accurate. Yeah. However, I don't feel The Bachelor has become its own Marvel universe, but we still have a few
0: years. couple of years, yes. So it could happen. Could happen, I agree. Could come true. All right, let's take a look at the next prediction. Here we go. We're also going to see coverage of our beloved game continue to grow. Just like in all other sports right now, we've got not only ESPN, there are plenty of 24-hour sports networks that now exist. There's a billion different podcasts on a billion different networks that cover sports The same is going to start to happen with Bachelor. And we're seeing it a little bit now. We're in the very early days of this where there's new Bachelor podcasts popping up every so often. Players are getting podcasts. It seems like now any player who comes off the game who finished top four or higher can have a podcast if they want. We know PP and Dustin are coming out with a new one. So we're going to start to see that industry grow as well around this coverage of literally year-round Bachelor. Even in... The moments that we're in um, now, these off-season kind of one or two month periods, I think you're going to see coverage about what these players are doing in more than just a gossipy kind of capacity, which is what we have currently. I think it's going to start to become more Mm -hmm. hardcore sports coverage about who is going on paradise, who's gotten the offer, how much was the offer. I think you're going to start to see a lot more stuff come out about the Gore model. Yeah, I mean, I don't want to say it's necessarily our model, but it is. We are the ones developing (laughs) all of this.
1: This, Yeah, this prediction is also for us becoming the head of the Spatula coverage.
0: I hope that's the case. I'd say this is dead on the money.
1: I mean, the micro shows have taken over. I'm pretty sure Dave Neal is now making daily bachelor content
0: multiple times daily
1: multiple times oh my
0: god dave neil is a 24 hour bless
1: his heart <laughs>
0: a day seven day a week 365 day a year news network unto himself this man is a machine
1: i love that i love that he is becoming the bachelor
0: yeah certainly all the micro shows we're talking about dave neil we're talking about she's all batch we're talking about love to see it we're all kind of uh, talking about us
1: bittersweet Popeye and Dusty.
0: God, I know. The reference of Popeye and Dusty, Bachelors in the City, RIP.
1: About to come out. We were so excited. And it was so good.
0: We will never forget.
1: I think they might... They could still revive it.
0: Yeah. But you're also seeing, again, as the uh, the whole world of reality television dating and its coverage expands, you're also seeing... Uh, who's the the Out of the Pods podcast? Uh,
1: they have two, right? They have the official one, which is horn speed it's natalie and deep t
0: and that podcast is huge so you're already seeing
1: they have 110k followers on instagram that's a lot oh here's tyler cameron wow front page
0: they're blowing up and they are like you just said they had tyler cameron as a guest on so they're not just covering love is blind they're also covering bachelor the entire kind of dating game world is really a world unto itself. And yes, these players can come from different shows and stuff, but they're all talking to each other. And the coverage of all of them is of all of them. It's, it's really now at a point where I think bachelor has given birth to the second wave of reality dating shows like love is blind, all the kinetic stuff, everything that's going on everywhere, basically. And they all are kind of simultaneously covering it. And so I, I think that actually, prediction that we made. And again, that prediction we made still has like three years to go. It's already coming very true, in my opinion.
1: As well as the BIP rumors about who is going to touch sand. Yeah. Those are the frenzy of knowing who's touching sand, I would say, has definitely escalated.
0: And all the social media that you see players doing around it. As soon as like it starts getting in the air, like, oh God, Paradise calls are going out. Every potential player, whether they're going to Paradise or not, is putting out pictures of them in bikinis on a beach, drinking pina coladas, all this shit to try and like imprint the audience with the idea that they are going to paradise. That that uh pre-period of like invites going out has really become something that is covered. I mean, we do it, we cover it for sure. So do many of these other shows.
1: Oh yeah. I gotta know. Are we gonna see Mandrell Touch Sand? I need it.
0: No comment. Let's move on to our next uh, prediction. Here we go. Our next prediction is that we will see our first mainstream megastar come from within the game.
1: The first bachelor player in history will springboard from their time in game to achieve some kind of massive success in another entertainment field. We are starting to see players like Rachel Lindsay, Nick Vial, and Caitlin Bristow flirt with success unrelated to The Bachelor in their chosen fields of music, podcasting, and entertainment reporting. But we are going to see someone legitimately become a huge actor, singer, writer, artist, or something. So far, even the most successful players are still mostly known for their time in game with any subsequent clout in other fields being gained largely because of their relation to the show. But much like American Idol has produced stars like Jennifer Hudson, who eventually won an Oscar completely eclipsing her performance on the reality show. So too, will the bachelor produce a mega star. This is a person with 10 million followers or more on Instagram and or TikTok. We've already seen Tyler Cameron, Colton Underwood, and Wells Adams romantically linked to celebrities with over 10 million. But in the next five years, a player will accrue that number themselves.
0: So we haven't quite seen this happen yet. <laughs> but again,
1: not quite at 10 mil. <laughs>
0: we got, well, look, I, I expand this out to include non-Bachelor games as well. If we're looking at like Perfect Match, for example, or Too Hot to Handle, mm. you got Francesca Farrago. Okay. Is it 6.8 or something like this?
1: I look at Too Hot to Handle, she's almost there.
0: <laughs> she's getting close. But I think that it's... I'm just going to broaden this out to include not just Bachelor, But Love is Blind, and all the other shows that are that are in this world. I think we are getting there. I think we are getting close to this. Again, we still got a few more years on this this prediction. We're checking in early with some of these, but I think it is moving in that direction. When you see the frenzy that everyone gets into it, for Love is Blind, I'm telling you, I go to this thing called the Poetry Lounge on Tuesdays to see spoken word poetry. Mm-hmm. I'm the oldest person in the room by 100 years almost, it seems. Humble brag. Uh, thank you. But um, I was there... When Love is Blind season four finale was coming out and the hosts, there's like hosts come up and they tell a couple of jokes and get everybody in a good mood. Then they announce the poets who are going to come up and do their three minutes on the mic. And there's little interim breaks where the hosts are kind of like talking to you, talking to the audience. This host, his name is Edwin. He's fucking hilarious. All he could talk about was Love is Blind to the audience in that room.
1: Love that.
0: He comes up on stage. He's like, is anybody else watching Love is Blind? The whole audience. Woo! I am, and then he starts just picking people out of the audience to have like little one-minute conversations about this person doing that or this person doing that. They all hated Irina, and they they were viewing it as real, like they were not looking at it with a critical eye or anything. Yeah. But when you're when you're in some kind of public situation like that, and these people are just like openly everybody there talking about Love Is Blind, it's reaching a a new level, I think, of capturing public imagination that is still going to produce. I'm pre- I think one of these giant megastars one of these A-list celebrities.
1: As we always say the audience of The Poetry Lounge is a great indicator of America at large.
0: Absolutely <laughs> not. It's exactly the opposite in fact. <laughs> it's a very like specific audience but specific um
1: specific sample size but Yeah. They're not saying bachelor in that that are they? Everybody watching uh, Zach Shalcross this season? Correct. Can you imagine?
0: And I would say the average age of the audience at the Poetry Lounge is probably early twenties. I would guess. Whoa,
1: Jen Alpha Z.
0: I don't know. I think it's still Z. I think Alpha is like fifteen and under, maybe right now. Mm. I could be wrong about this. But yeah, they're a young audience. They are a very diverse audience in terms of all things, race, sexuality, gender. Um, and they're watching Love is Blind. And they're loving it. So I think that we can still see this.
1: And they love poetry and Love is Blind because it's a high, both high arts.
0: Yeah. This is where Rudy Francisco was from. He was literally in The Bachelor. But he's an old school guy. He's a little bit like from a prior era. At any rate... I think it could still happen. And we also are seeing, uh, like Katie Thurston right now, starting a stand-up career. Could that lead to something? Could she become a giant megastar?
1: She could be the first.
0: I think so, too.
1: She's setting herself up.
0: Yeah. If she sticks with it. And uh, And By the
1: way, we saw saw her stand-up. It was excellent. She has stage presence.
0: For sure. For sure has stage presence.
1: It's hard to do. Stand-up comedy is fucking hard.
0: I've also heard Nick Vial is still taking acting classes. So you never know.
1: What do you mean? I thought he was taking therapy classes.
0: Yeah, whatever. There's absolutely no way Nick Vial is going to go through fucking multiple years of legitimate training to become a therapist. That's a prediction I'll make right now.
1: Well, we'll have to update that in this next predictions episode. Yeah.
0: Nick Vial is never going to become a real therapist. That is a prediction of mine.
1: Cut to us being like, well, he is. He becomes the new Dr. Phil.
0: By the way, if he does become a real therapist, he becomes my therapist. I will seek him out. Stop. Rest assured, I will secretly record all of my sessions with him, and that will be its own podcast. <laughs> That's a prediction. Oh
1: my god, you're Tony Soprano, he's Dr. Melfi. <laughs> Go to his house.
0: <laughs> you think he would have it in his house? No way, he'd have it in his podcast god. studio. <laughs> okay,
1: well, now I kind of want your prediction to be inaccurate to so see how that goes. <laughs>
0: I do too. I do too. I mean, what we obviously listen to his podcast. If he ever starts getting into the the point where he's like actually going in it into the school and he gets through his first year and he has to start doing his hours, I'll find out where he's doing his hours and I'll I'll show up. I'll do with this. This is my prediction, my solemn promise. I
1: bet he's doing it like Devry or something online.
0: Devry? Aren't they like a technical school? They teach you how to like <laughs> make circuits and shit, solder stuff, fix cars.
1: I don't know. I just think of that as an online school. That's good advertising they've done.
0: Yeah, they got you.
1: Or maybe bad because I don't know what kind of school it is.
0: Doesn't matter. As long as you sign up, it doesn't matter. (laughs) They don't care if you know what it's for or not. Wait,
1: we're fucking welding? I thought this was therapy. (laughs) All
0: right, let's move on to our next prediction. Here we go. Our next prediction is that in the next five
1: years, we are going to get our first A-list celebrity as a lead. The closest that we have come to this was Jesse Palmer in season five. He was an NFL quarterback, not really a famous one, but he was known as a pro athlete before becoming the bachelor. You know, we saw brother of a famous quarterback, a bro, Jordan Rogers as well, but that's, that's, fame adjacent but in the next five years as the game starts to become accepted as the fifth american professional sport it will gain more mainstream credibility and we are going to see the game land a huge celebrity like selena gomez as the bachelorette john mayer as the bachelor all you need is one of these super fans to be like you know what Why not? I'll go for it. And they'll probably make a lot of money. They'll probably have different contracts. They probably won't give away their civil rights, but it will do wonders for the show. (laughs) This is Opto 2021. (laughs) Yeah.
0: I think we're kind of close to this. We're getting closer to it.
1: I can't believe I left off my favorite bachelor, Charlie O'Connell, Nepo brother of famous actor Jerry O'Connell. Maybe not. Famous at the time? Yeah. Maybe not A-list, but
0: uh yeah, O'Connell was like B-list at the t- Jerry O'Connell I mean, at the time of Charlie O'Connell's season. That was of course season 7, way back in what would that have been 2005-6 maybe. Um his brother was very famous at that point, that time. He was in a lot of movies. He had a show on TV called Sliders, I believe.
1: Scream 2, The Talk, Kangaroo Jack. Stand by
0: me. Yeah, I would... That's B. Yeah. Um, I would say this, though. We are starting to see something happening in Bachelor with the casting of Christina Mandrell, with the casting of Victoria Jameson, where they are, at least in casting, they are starting to put people in who have a bigger social media platform, and in Mandrell's case, somebody who is in a famous family. The Mandrell sisters in country music, at least, are gigantic. They are like royalty. So it does seem that there is willingness to potentially do this. And had Mandrell been given the crown, which she was in contention for, until the big shake-up with Fleiss and all known producers that are attached to him were dissolved from the, the franchise, until that happened, I think she had a very real chance to become the next Bachelorette. I'm not saying that that would have been a giant A-list star as a Bachelorette, but it certainly would have been closer to this prediction. That that is a famous person that would have then been the Bachelorette.
1: We also had a ring winner, Shane Lamas, who was the daughter of Lorenzo Lamas.
0: Mm-hmm. I would argue Lorenzo Lamas is not a list, but he was a uh, he was in a million movies back in the late eighties. He was kind of like a uh, the hot, you know, square jawed guy with a gun.
1: Falcon Crest soap opera. You got a Golden Globe nomination. Best Supporting Actor. Okay. The Bold and the Beautiful. Renegade. Big Time Rush. Phineas and Herb. He served as a judge on ABC's television show, Are You Hot? (laughs) I didn't see that show. That's funny. Well, anyway, that prediction still could happen. Still could happen. A list, you're this close to an A list when you, uh, we have TikTok. You're just a click away.
0: Martha Stewart was quoted in some article as saying she would go on The Golden Bachelor if she could uh, see the guys beforehand. Perfect. I mean, she's A list. That would be gigantic. That would be the biggest show on TV, bar none. I really think that.
1: Yeah, watch Martha Stewart date people.
0: Somebody's going to crack this. It may not be The Bachelor.
1: She has a PTC. Or two. Martha Stewart? Going to prison?
0: Yeah, that's a pretty big one. Uh I think it may not necessarily be The Bachelor. I want to kind of amend this prediction. But I think some dating show, some dating format uh-huh. is going to literally be built around a celebrity in the next couple of years. It's And it's going to be massive. And then every season after that, it's going to be like, who can we get as the celebrity? Who can we get as the celebrity? A celebrity version of The Bachelor, basically. I think has to happen. You see it with all these other shows.
1: It's happened before. Tila Tequila, Shot at Love. Sorry? Flavor of Love.
0: Tila Tequila was a celebrity?
1: I mean, she was a MySpace celebrity. I knew who she was.
0: <laughs> before they cast her in that, you knew who she was? Yeah. Damn, I did not.
1: She was like the biggest MySpace person.
0: Yeah. Um. But no, you're right. There's Rock of Love, Flavor of Love. Those were celebrities. Brett Michaels and Flava Flav. That produced some of the most iconic moments in reality dating TV history. Shitting on the floor. Do you remember? that?
1: (laughs) That's the only clip I've seen.
0: (laughs) Those shows are really fun. It's
1: the only thing I know that happened.
0: (laughs) Uh, There was a second Rock of Love, too, I believe. There was season two of it. Anyway.
1: It's time.
0: I think this is possible. And it is time. And the nature of celebrity is decaying to such a degree at this point that I think stars are like more willing to do it. There used to be a time when I was a kid. The jury. Yeah, exactly. If you haven't seen the jury, see the jury. James Marsden, who I would say is like...
1: James Marsden. I would say
0: he... He's B plus list.
1: Yeah, A minus.
0: Um, And he was in this reality show. Granted, it wasn't a dating show. If
1: you have bone structure like that, you're, you're automatically A minus.
0: Okay, fair. But I do think that we're reaching a point just generally in pop culture where... Celebrities aren't what they used to be. When I was a kid, if you were a fucking movie star, you wouldn't be caught dead in a TV show. Like, movie star was it. Mm -hmm. Now, movie star isn't even really a thing. Like, who's a fucking movie star now?
1: Michael B. Jordan.
0: Okay. I'll give you him. Maybe Jennifer Lawrence. Chalamet.
1: Uh, Haley Steinfeld? Huh? (laughs) was one of the voices in Spider-Verse. Did you see that? Yes. Did you? I told you to watch it.
0: I didn't see it yet. No spoilers. I tried to get tickets last night.
1: Sold out.
0: Sold out. And then I tried to get tickets to Little Mermaid.
1: It should be sold out.
0: Sold out. So uh, guess what? Oh, Little
1: Mermaid too.
0: Yeah. We went to instead go see... The Boogeyman.
1: That's a disappointment.
0: Not worth your time. Even if you're a horror fan, it's not worth your time. It's a very, very bad movie. And The Boogeyman himself. Bad. The design.
1: Spider-Verse, I couldn't recommend more. It is the coolest visual animation movie I've ever seen in my life.
0: What? It beats Trolls?
1: I never saw that.
0: Huh? Huh? See fucking Trolls. Trolls is...
1: Sounds old.
0: Old? It's maybe like five years old. The Trolls 2 just came out, not that long ago.
1: Oh, okay.
0: Check it out. Trolls. Trolls is fucking good. Visually stunning.
1: Trolls. Okay, I'll put it on my list.
0: I also liked Wreck-It Ralph. You ever see that?
1: Yeah. I would say this is way, this is, I mean, I don't know. I just really liked this.
0: Did you see the Super Mario movie?
1: I watched Super Mario right after, and it looked like shit compared to Spider-Verse. Wow. Wow
0: fuck i really got to see it i want to see it badly
1: it's just very arts artistic and i watched the spider-verse one after it
0: you know that whole movie was made with ai are you serious no
1: oh yeah because i think it took five years to to make since the last one but it's a step up from the first one which i already thought was good
0: oh wow have you ever experienced a dry itchy scalp or ever wondered why your color isn't lasting as long as your hairdresser promised well Unfiltered, mineral-filled water could be the reason why. Did you know hard water is a leading cause of damaged hair and dry, irritated skin? And that about 85% of the United States uses hard water filled with dissolved minerals and added chlorine. That's where Canopy's new filtered showerhead comes in.
1: Known for their beauty hacks and reimagined humidifier, Canopy is dermatologist-recommended. Even better, gore listeners can use our code ROSES at checkout to save an additional 10% off your Canopy purchase. Hurry, your hair and skin will thank you.
0: Support for today's episode comes from OneSkin. If you have sensitive skin, you're going to want to hear about OneSkin's scientifically proven topical supplements. This is face, eye, body, shield,
1: Get started today with 15% off using code ROSES at Oneskin.co. That's 15% off Oneskin.co with code ROSES. After you purchase, they'll ask you where you heard about them. Please support Gore and tell them that we sent you. Clues, underwear drawers, they're not organized. They're like the the Wild West, the final frontier of wardrobes. And there's no rhyme or reason to them. You got ones that are super old, uh, different brands, etc. You don't know what to expect. But now I have felt the buttery soft comfort of me undies. And now I want to replace the whole drawer with me undies because those are my now go-to. I'm currently wearing their long sleeve shirt and <laughs> my...
0: from the outside in I thought the first one looked great, yeah. I can't wait. Yeah. Anyway, our prediction was that you're going to get one of these A-list celebrities as a a bachelor or whatever. And like I said, I think the idea that movie stars are now like cool doing TV cuz so much media is getting made that you have like Pedro Pascal, for example, uh who is effectively a movie star.
1: Heard of him. Yeah
0: is now also doing all these TV shows. Last of Us, Mandalorian, etc. Um, I just think that you're going to start to see it degrade further. That celebrities are going to be okay being the anchor of reality TV shows. That I mean, that's how it used to fucking be in the early 2000s. When you had shit, like you're saying, Flavor of Love. When you had... Uh, Anna Nicole mm-hmm. Smith had a show. If you haven't seen, by the way, the Anna Nicole Smith documentary on Netflix, highly recommend it. It's sad, but... uh Really just like a, a perfect snapshot of like a time and a person and just a whole vibe. It really is fantastically done. But you you had people like that. You had obviously the Osborns. Oh, yeah. I would argue Ozzy Osbourne was like an A-list celebrity as as the lead singer of Black Sabbath, largely credited for inventing heavy metal that show really broke open the mold that was the thing that made kardashians possible it was the thing that made all the vanderpump show or not vanderpump uh, housewives all of that came from the ozzy osbourne show the osbournes and i think it it kind of further degraded the idea of celebrity or not degraded it, but made it more like more accessible and i think you're going to see that happen in reality dating i think it's it's absolutely coming
1: I think so, because it, it feels like we're living a second like renaissance of reality dating TV. Not necessarily in our beloved game, but our other beloved games.
0: <laughs> and I think reality TV generally, you're just going to see it step up in a way... It's going to evolve to its next phase of evolution very soon, I think. You can feel it bubbling. It's starting to happen again. With like When I saw um what Nathan Fielder did in the rehearsal Ugh. and what I saw in the jury... I was like, okay, it's, it's starting to go in directions where people are doing new shit with it. Not The jury isn't exactly new. It's basically Joe Schmo, which is getting remade, by the way. But the fact that they put it in a jury selection uh, situation, fascinating. The fact that they basically built an entire fake courtroom, courthouse, all of this shit, absolutely fascinating. Nothing in that world was real. They were all actors except for the one guy. If you haven't seen Jury Duty, highly recommend it
1: i'm i'm not done with it no spoilers
0: okay but i mean you know it's not real that's not a spoiler no i know okay
1: (laughs) just making sure they say that pretty they say that pretty
0: early (laughs) yeah okay uh let's move on let's uh
1: they don't explain it
0: well this isn't a spoiler but like
1: well just in the first few episodes no
0: (laughs) all your questions will be answered i'll leave it at that
1: okay oh i love that okay
0: you will be very satisfied by the end of it um Let's move on to our next prediction that we made a couple of years ago. Here we go. And moving on to our next prediction for the next five years of our beloved game, we are going to see the first player openly admit that they were playing a game. As the coverage of the game becomes more and more prominent, a player will rise from within the game who will make a very deep run, perhaps even win a ring or a crown, and then when their playing time is done, they will openly admit that they came into the experience with a strategy and their end goal was only to get as much screen time as they could in service of expanding their clout. This will initially be viewed as the most 4TWR move in history, but as more and more players begin to do it, the fan base and even eventually the show itself will have to accept that this is what all players are doing and openly admitting it will actually become extremely commonplace.
1: I mean, this is one of our predictions I think is going to happen the earliest out of any of these. In fact, maybe there's some players in the works who might do this after an upcoming season. (laughs) I still feel like this one will definitely happen before 2026.
0: I think so as well. But again, if we broaden this out to more than just The Bachelor, if it's in all dating games, you look at something like Fuckboy Island, that's the entire premise of the show, is that at the end of it, there's gonna be a couple of dudes who have to be who literally come out and say I was playing a game to try and win money. I think this idea of for the right reasons versus for the wrong reasons has been baked into dating reality television since the very beginning. I won't say the very beginning, since Bachelor. If you go on back in time and you watch uh on YouTube clips of a program called, you know what I'm about to say? We'll be back in two and two. What? Two and two mean nothing to you? Love Connection. Did you ever see this show? No. The host, Chuck Woolery, used to go, we'll be back in two and two. Two minutes and two seconds, I guess. Hmm. For a commercial break. Anyway, Love Connection was... (laughs) What's
1: a commercial break?
0: Exactly. Love Connection was a reality dating show in the mid-80s. It was a syndicated show hosted by Chuck Woolery, and it would take a... In the first half of it, it would be a guy or a girl would come on, sit down, and talk to them about what they're looking for in dating. They would then watch three short videos by three candidates. The audience would select for them who they want to go on a date with, and the person would then also select. And if those two things matched up, they got to go on the date Mm -hmm. or something like this. I don't remember the exact format. But then they would come back after the date and talk about it. And it was it, it really is illuminating. Because this is before reality TV could make you famous. These were like one-offs. They weren't following the same characters for a whole season or anything. It was like every episode was a different group of people. But um, you can see that they are not polished. They don't understand how to be reality actors. These are real people. Mm -hmm. It's very bizarre. Highly recommend it. I think you'll love it. But we're now at a place where that is not the case, obviously. Everybody who goes on these shows is going on it to get famous. In one way or another, they at least know that that's a possibility.
1: Yeah. I mean, I would say that's still true of season one, you know, of Bachelor.
0: That they went on to be famous. Was it? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I agree.
1: And I think the love connection people probably, it's like a taste of fame as well. Yeah. You're going on a stage.
0: I agree. And I think, I mean, I'm actively trying to train someone to do this, to literally go in and turn in a piece of performance art that is on another level and then reveal that that's what it was. I think we're going to see that happen in some game. It may not be Bachelor, but there are so many of these shows coming out now. It's going to be impossible for this to not happen, in my opinion. Somebody's going to go in, go in deep and come out of it.
1: Impossible for it to not happen. That's 100% guaranteed Clue's prediction.
0: And... It it uh, it might be love is blind. I'm just saying it might be love is blind.
1: Watch out! Uh, it might
0: be a love is blind season coming up, about to shoot. Ooh. We'll see. We'll see. Anywho,
1: clues. I need to know
0: this will happen. I will make sure of it. I'm going to make this prediction come true.
1: <laughs> That's manifesting, baby. Yes, clues. That's right. <laughs>
0: I'm going to personally manifest it with my own two hands. All right. Uh, Let's move on to this next prediction. Here we go. And we also have a prediction about uh, the Dark Lords. Significant other. Lauren Zima, we predict in the next five years, is going to leave the Dark Lord. That is correct. As the Dark Lord is pushed further and further from the franchise, Zima will feel her own professional relevance fading and decide to eject from the relationship and focus on her career. After a year of covering the game without DLH's input, she will then hitch her romantic wagon to the next host of The Bachelor, whoever that may be, and hope for a better outcome this time around that does not end in a giant racism scandal.
1: This is one of our predictions that I can personally guarantee because I'm going to make it happen. I don't see Zima wanting to pursue that, that quiet Texas life. I don't think that's what she signed up for. I think she's going to get out.
0: The flip side is he starts running for office, and that's a whole other mm. thing. Could she be a first lady? That appeals to her, I bet.
1: <laughs> could she be a first lady that appeals to her i bet <laughs> what
0: <laughs> could
1: be nice thought of what.
0: all right so we clearly fucked this one up this was a this is a bust <laughs> prediction
1: this is a dark one i don't want to make romantic dark. dark romantic predictions
0: how's that dark we're trying to get her out of the clutches of evil
1: because they're true love look she just stood by her man they're getting married
0: heart wants what it wants okay maybe yeah i mean it seems he's
1: got a podcast now that's basically first lady
0: yeah that is true she does have an outlet through his podcast but i mean this just didn't happen they're still together we were predicting on this that that within a year she'd move on to greener pastures and then we predicted that she'd wind up with the next host that's kind of funny
1: dark lord palmer
0: obviously that's jesse palmer He's married.
1: He would never do that. He's a happily married man.
0: Yeah, exactly. Who knows? Who knows what would happen to Palmer and his relationship and Zima and hers? Maybe there's still time for that to happen. But I still (laughs) think that maybe... No, I don't know. At this point, I'm just... I'm so sure Zima is going to marry him and they will never separate.
1: Yeah. At least get married. You, You think they'll never separate?
0: Yeah. I think that's a relationship that lasts forever. Because now, especially now... She has stuck by him. She had this window of opportunity where I think she could have walked from that relationship and been seen as a hero and been given potentially a TV show or her old spot at entertainment tonight or whatever. I think there was the potential for her to do that. She let that door close. Yeah, It's been way too long now. She's all over his podcast. She has accepted the proposal. Um, I think that she, she's...
1: She could have been first lady.
0: Well, she may still be first lady. If he starts running for politics... First lady of, like, Texas. Could he be the Texas governor? Yelp. Greg Abbott is the fucking governor of Texas right now. You kidding me? You don't think Chris Harrison could be? 100 percent. 100 (laughs) percent.
1: And you heard that prediction here.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Texas don't give a fuck.
1: Dark Lord Harrison will replace Abbott.
0: Maybe but I'm just saying that that is a, a possible path for Zima to get back into some kind of a spotlight. I just think at this point she is fucking in that to win that. She ain't going nowhere.
1: Yeah. She's at least getting married
0: at least. And she now has gotten used to that lifestyle of not doing entertainment stuff. Maybe she'll start a YouTube channel or something again. Who knows?
1: Yeah. Maybe she's like taking thousands of Instagram pictures of horses. Now
0: that's what my mom does. um, But yeah, who knows? I mean, I think that she's just she's used to it now and she's okay with it. And, you know, that's not going to change. She's going to get to have her big, crazy wedding. Obviously, no expense will be spared. That's going to be in people and us weekly and all that. She's not
1: leaving before that wedding. No way.
0: Exactly. But even after she's not going to, because then what do you do? I'm sure there's going to be a big-ass prenup.
1: Do your own tell-all spin-off podcast. <laughs> yeah, exactly. What <laughs> it was
0: like to live with darkness.
1: She signs a $9 million deal to not say anything about... Maybe. Dark Lord Harrison.
0: <laughs> yeah, she's like, now you're going to pay me that $9 million. But I'm sure there's a prenup in place. So even if she were to get divorced, she ain't getting half.
1: 100% guarantee.
0: For sure. So I think she's got to be in that one for the long haul, unfortunately. Our condolences to Zim.
1: It's true love.
0: Sure, true love. Okay, let's move on to our next prediction. Here we go.
1: Some other little mini predictions. Glitter Baby on Dara Rose will hit 100K.
0: (laughs) Okay, now we've gone off the rails. Now we're in crazy town.
1: (laughs) I'm just trying to wake you back up.
0: That shit ain't ever (laughs) happening. 100,000 followers for Glitter Baby? Hell no. You know, how how many followers do you think Glitter Baby has right now?
1: I'm looking it up. I don't know. I'm going to say...
0: I'm looking right at it. 15K. (gasps) 34.9. Good
1: for Glitter Baby. Glitter
0: Baby did, did ascend. Oh, my God. There's a picture of Glitter Baby laying next to... Two little dogs that are wearing uh like neck handkerchief things. What do you call those things? Bandanas around their neck. Uh it's like the third post on her main grid. That is a fucking insane picture. So cute. Um, I'm looking right now. Is glitter baby doing spawn con? It doesn't look like it.
1: I can't even find glitter baby's profile.
0: It's Andara Rose Bowls.
1: Okay, that might have been part of the problem you lost your branding
0: she she's graduated to a real human name <laughs> it doesn't look like there's much spawn con if anything going on beyond the people exclusive photos so they sold the the pictures of the delivery and all of that to people a while back uh that would have been in that was 114 weeks ago damn glitter baby's already almost what is that <gasps> Two years old, two plus.
1: Oh my God. I just saw the picture. Wait, that's not Glitter Baby. <gasps> oh my God. She's so old. Oh my God. She looks like a Lessie.
0: Yeah. She arrived 331.21. Um, so Glitter Baby has 34.9K. Your prediction was a little off to the tune of 65,000, but Glitter Baby did make a small ascension there pretty interesting. I remember back in the days when Glitter Baby was coming out and there were other babies. The Lion Dyke Twins were coming out. Have you checked on the Lion Dyke Twins in a
1: minute? 34.9. Okay, I'm following. Um, have I checked in on the Lion Dyke Twins? No.
0: Lion Twins are still an account called Lion Dyke Twins. Uh, but the caption or the the uh, bio reads, Lux and Senna Lion account run by Lauren and Ari. Six eleven twenty one. So they are also now about to be two years old. They have 270,000 followers. You believe that shit?
1: I feel like we did predictions about them too. Like when would they split off? Who gets the account?
0: Yeah. Still though, the queen is Alessi Wren.
1: They're too young to get their accounts.
0: Alessi Dyke, 312k, just dominating. And SpawnCon. Wow. Plump print. Uh, SpawnCon for her first post. Her most recent post is SpawnCon. Her next post, not SpawnCon. Is this SpawnCon? She's got SpawnCon all throughout her bank grid. Damn. Alessi killing it.
1: Good for Alessi.
0: Congrats to Alessi.
1: 312. I mean, never have to work.
0: <laughs> not for a while. At least 312K <laughs> might dwindle who knows? I'm very curious to watch the Liondike children become Liondike young adults. And do they get access to their own Instagram account? Eventually, does Alessi start to get posting what uh, what she wants to post, and what does that become?
1: Or does she hate this existing and starts her just her own private, or doesn't even have? it?
0: <laughs> she don't hate it so far. Looks like she's having a lot of fun.
1: She's getting everything she wants. Yeah, but she hasn't been to therapy yet. <laughs> She don't know. Unless he don't know.
0: (laughs) Can you imagine unless he goes to Nick Vial as therapist? So I know your mom and dad.
1: (laughs) I just think the influencer kids might have a different take on it once they start rebelling. You know, this child is not rebelling yet. This child is still a child.
0: You think she's going to grow up to become an anti-capitalist? Hate everything that her parents stand for?
1: if she's anything like the gen alphas that I imagine exists, then yes. Uh-huh.
0: Okay. All right. Well, we'll see. We'll keep tabs on that.
1: Is that a good prediction?
0: But that prediction of Glitter Baby hitting 100K did not happen.
1: Glitter Baby. Glitter Baby needs to do. They need to team up. She needs to reach out to Alessi.
0: Yeah, I agree. Um, we have one, maybe two more predictions here. Let's get to it. Ready? Here we go.
1: Another little mini Pace Case prediction. Madison Pruitt starts her own megachurch.
0: Ooh. I love that.
1: Did you see the video she posted this yes. week? Yes. Yes, exactly. This is where I got this idea.
0: <laughs> oh, my God. That's fucking brilliant. She Look. Oh, God, that's brilliant. If she wants it, I Thank feel you. like she is the face of the contemporary Christian movement in America. She was on this huge reality TV show. She has a huge amount of Instagram followers. She's still this good girl. I don't know if she actually is. I don't know if she's still a virgin. I have no fucking idea what the reality is. That's what she's conveying for Mm -hmm. sure. And I think she can milk that identity for a long time. I think whoever she winds up with, whoever she gets married to and starts having kids with, I mean, it's there for her if she wants it. She's got her basketball Mm -hmm. videos. She's sporty and fun, but true to her values. God damn it. She should start one. She should start an online megachurch, honestly, and just charge people $50 every week to come and put on a fucking show where she's dribbling basketballs and telling you how to remain a virgin.
1: (laughs) Dribbling basketball is telling you how to remain a virgin.
0: <laughs> this is basically what is happening. I mean, oh it's it's pretty close. So funny. She hasn't started the mega church yet, but she's been going on tour. No, she
1: basically has.
0: She doesn't have her own, but she has been going to other mega churches and doing sermons. Oh, yeah. Her and Trizzy, and they're going on all these podcasts that are about like Christian relationships and Christian marriages. They went on one podcast to talk specifically about how, or at least at one part they talked very specifically about how uh, they don't listen to Drake anymore because he's too like sexual for them, basically. Mm-hmm. So that dribble basketballs and tell people how to maintain your virginity. The maintenance of virginity is like, they, even though they're married, they still kind of talk about how they had to, uh, you know, combat the... Well, there's
1: like the devil in their bedroom or something.
0: Yes, all of that.
1: Well, we didn't predict they were going to drop Drake. So,
0: no, we did not predict that Drake would be a fundamental piece of their relationship. But I think this prediction is like very accurate.
1: I do feel like this one is really accurate. I feel like she started the, it's on, it's on route.
0: Yes. This, they will be opening their own ministry very soon.
1: You look at her merch site, those bracelets, that's basically its own religion already.
0: The bracelets, the books. She has a new book coming out soon, which I am going to be, I think, reading in Clues Corner. At any rate, that prediction is very accurate, and we are anxiously awaiting the actual official Trout Pruitt ministry.
1: Remember when I accurately predicted that she would change her name against you?
0: I think we're both right, though. She is known as Pruitt Trout.
1: We weren't both right. She moved her last name to her middle. That is what people do.
0: But she still goes by Maddie Prue.
1: She's Trout.
0: What's her Instagram?
1: Her Instagram handle? We weren't We weren't saying her Instagram handle. We were saying whether she would change her last name. And now her last name is Trout.
0: Her name is Madison Pruitt Trout. She added an extra name onto her real name.
1: What's the last name? What's the last name, Clues?
0: Her last name is Pruitt. Then she has this extra name added on.
1: The last name is the name at the end. Her last name is Pru. And she has this extra name added on. Do you know how that sounds coming out?
0: If I was like, Hi, my name's Chad Colchin. And then later I come up to you and I go, Hi, my name's Chad Colchin Trout. I'm still Chad Colchin, just with a little trout.
1: You're, the last name is the last word in your name. This is ridiculous. She changed her name.
0: Love God, love people.
1: What we were predicting was whether she would add that last name, Trout. And she did. I, come on.
0: All right.
1: You got it. Look, you predicted Dale Moss.
0: Fair enough. She'll always be Maddie Prue to me.
1: You predicted, you know, some big ones. Matt James.
0: But she didn't drop the Pruitt. That's what I'm talking about. She didn't drop it.
1: We didn't. That wasn't the question. That wasn't the question. It was, will she take his last name? And she took his last name. They're going to be the Trout family. The kids are going to be Trouts.
0: Maybe. I think the little girls are not. Maybe <laughs> I think she's gonna take those little girls and be like, "You're a fucking Pruitt." Start dribbling these basketballs.
1: Start dribbling. Here's some virginity tips.
0: <laughs> All right, let's uh, <laughs> let's move on. I believe this is our final prediction. We might have we might have one after it. We either we either have one or two now. But uh, let's take a listen.
1: Prediction number three hundred and eight. Danny Padilla wins a Grammy.
0: This is a foregone conclusion. I've been waiting for that day to come. I'm glad that you think it's going to be in the next five years. I tend to agree.
1: I think it is. I think I was, I mean, I was listening to his music recently. I think I was trying to add it to a Instagram story. I was like, he's fucking got it. He just needs it to take off. The I'll go you one there. further.
0: Danny Padilla wins the Grammy for a song called for the right reasons, that he co-produces with Bachelor Clues. So I'm also predicting that I'm going to win a Grammy. Okay? Just in the <laughs> next five years. Letting you know.
1: Great. Okay, my prediction that it was the last one was wrong. It looks like yeah. there's
0: another one. <laughs> we got one more after this. But uh, so far, this hasn't happened. I, I don't have a Grammy. I don't think Danny has a Grammy. But uh, we're anxiously awaiting that time when we can produce a song together and win the Grammy. I think this is still possible.
1: I'm waiting for it, too.
0: Maybe it won't be for the right reason. Oh, dude, you know what I'm about to fucking get into?
1: God. No. Crows.
0: I'm about to to get into uh, using AI to be able to generate any singer's voice I want on my songs. I'm very close to understanding Mm. how to do this. Once that happens, maybe I will win a Grammy. I feel like my songwriting skills are very good. I just can't sing.
1: We just need technology to advance a little bit more and then Clues can finally win his Grammy. Yeah,
0: that time's coming.
1: Definitely did not remember this prediction. Nor did I. You thought you were going to get a Grammy.
0: I did not either. (laughs) Uh, Let's move on to one more prediction. (laughs) Working
1: on that EGOT.
0: That we don't remember. I I believe this is the last one. Here we go.
1: Sweet Numb's divorces flyer to to star on Senior Bachelorette.
0: This is a long shot prediction. I don't think that's going to happen. We've seen no indication that she's divorcing him yet. Mm. And that elderly bachelor is shooting like in the next two months. So I think she might have had to have gotten the the paperwork going on that divorce if she wants to be on that show.
1: (laughs) Well, not that season, but she could come in. Sure. Look, she's had a taste of the fame. She's in the 100K club. And I think she might be like... I fancy myself more in the 500K club at some point. I would like to issue a formal apology to Sweet Nums. Uh, This is a disgusting prediction. Mm. Uh, She and 747 Flyer are a couple's goals. I retract my prediction. Yes.
0: A retraction of a prediction. Nice. Um, The most interesting thing to me about this prediction was that I said they're going to start shooting it in a couple of months. This was back in 2021.
1: Yeah, that was... Off.
0: Clearly, we had reason to believe that based on. I think that was when they first started kind of promoting it with the um, casting cards and stuff. I mean, I could be we, wrong.
1: We weren't wrong to think it was coming soon based on that, and and we thought it wasn't going to happen at all because it had been so long. But yeah,
0: and now here it comes.
1: I think you're right. I think I think they've just been nailing down that casting, and I'm very hopeful that maybe the casting will be really good. Yeah, me too sweetenums will never be there She's she's end game with 747 flyer
0: yeah i agree i think we had in that same list i don't think we had the clip of it but i think we also predicted if i remember right that there would be a an influencer that comes out of the golden bachelor oh fun like who gets a million followers out of it i think that could happen i sincerely do I think there's potential for for somebody off that show, either The Bachelor or one of the players, to really pop off and kind of capture the nation's attention for a minute.
1: There's always that possibility. <laughs>
0: Indeed there is. But that is it for all of our predictions, our past predictions that we've revisited. Some 100% accurate, some still waiting to happen. None are wrong yet.
1: Others needing apologies.
0: Right? Except that Lauren Zima one, <laughs> maybe. <laughs> Three nums is wrong. But uh, we thank you for joining us. and uh, You know, we always make predictions on this show. I'm sure we're going to be making many, many more as the years go on. But we'll keep an eye on these initial ones and see what happens in the next few years. And uh, again, next week, next Tuesday, we're going to be coming back with our first breakdown of the first half of Charity Lawson's Incoming Rookies Instagrams. I cannot wait to do this. Me either. It's one of my favorite episodes that we do every year.
1: They just released the group photo and it's really weird.
0: Yeah. The group photo is very strange.
1: The front row are sitting in couches.
0: It's it's uh, very reminiscent of the final photo to me in The Shining, if you remember. <laughs> if you've ever seen yeah. The Shining. Um, I have
1: seen that one.
0: As have I. It's a great movie. God, it's good. Are you proud of me? No, I mean, that's a seminal work. That's from the 1900s. Everyone should have seen every Stanley Kubrick movie in my humble. Anyway, thanks for joining us. Can't,
1: you can't be proud of me. I saw something from the 1900s.
0: You've seen a bunch of stuff from the... night. You were alive in the 1900s. Barely. You've seen... Oh, Jesus. Okay. <laughs> uh, thank you, everyone, for joining us. I was alive in the 1900s. Not barely. I was very much alive in the 1900s. Very much.
1: Okay, this sounds like you're lying now. I don't know why.
0: <laughs> I was full of life in the 1900s and I was watching all kinds of stuff.
1: Oh, I've seen pictures of you back then. It looks the same.
0: Oh, thank you. I still look 10 years old. Um, Thank you everyone else for joining <laughs> us as well. Until... Uh,
1: everyone except Lizzie.
0: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we'll be back on Friday with a twibbon. Until then, as always, before we go... What is that dual at?
1: It's been 7,743 days without an Asian bachelor. Praise be Dark Lord Palmer.
0: Please rate this podcast. Please review this podcast.